And that's how they do it in New York City. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and sus, suck, sus less, mm. be less, be less suspicious. <laughs> that's right. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, being less suspicious, Dan Ray. Indeed. I, I had a very suspicious email come into my inbox literally moments before we started recording. And I'm not in the emotional space to discuss it. Maybe that can be one for another. We'll tuck it away. Another episode. Yeah. Quick chat beforehand yeah, the, that'll end up in the in the Patreon special content. But uh, yes, but you know. ooh, uh, anyway, clients. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good times. OK, okay. so uh, the show happened without me last week. Yeah. And I know that you guys were get were pretty uh pretty full of yourself, thinking that I was just like hanging on your every word. When the fact of the matter was, I was having a really great time in New York, That's awesome. and it didn't really occur to me when it was happening. It's good, especially considering I wasn't a part of the conversation. And then you were like, "It's done." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we did it on I think Tuesday, and then I I put it on the podcaster to um. Like you can schedule it when to release. And yeah. so, uh, which is great. So I can set it up and just like it hits the virtual airwaves and I don't even think about yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just got a text that said, don't open this. <laughs> well, I, I didn't like, want okay. to distract you. It was the, it was the, the background, you know, it was the, the whole big audio for the Patreon stuff. And I didn't want to, yeah. you know, you were busy skating in front of a giant ice tree as a Christmas tree. I didn't want to. Can I? Can I tell you, if you've never done New York City during Christmas time, yeah. it's it's pretty ridiculous. I never have. Uh, so, yeah, one of the things that we did was uh, I bought tickets to skate at, in, at, at the rink at Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Uh, it was the night. It was the day after they they lit the tree mm. like they we were in the city the night they did it. Uh, we watched it from our hotel room on television. Mm. We were we were over in um, Union Square. Um but I did. I had this like very emotional moment where I'm like, I'm skating at Rockefeller Center at yeah. Christmas time yeah. and the tree's right there. And I was like, this is like the movies are. Yeah. And I got into the uh into the locker room and I'm like tearing up and Amber's like, Are you okay? And I was like, it's, it's just like you know, you're in that moment, you're like, you realize that this is like a once in a lifetime yeah. thing and you're like fully present. Yes. Yeah. I I was overcome emotionally Great. uh in that moment. And New York is a beautiful place. Yes. Um it's uh I don't I, I know a lot of people romanticize it and there was definitely like very, very cool things about it, but like, man, everything there is a bit of a hassle mm. to do. Yeah. You're basically 20 minutes away from everything all the time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the food was great. We had, we had an absolute blast, but man, you gotta be willing to put up with a lot to, um, to get around. So. Yes. I will tell you, I, um, my New York story, I, I, was there for a couple of weekends uh, at different times for conferences and things. And at one point I was walking around kind of downtown ish and a family of obviously tourists um, came up to me and asked me how to get to Times Square. <laughs> and first, first of all, I look like I'm somebody you could ask that of. That's good. Yeah. And then second, I looked around and there was a subway station right there that had the N train on it that I knew stopped at 42nd street, which is Times Square. I said, yep. You see that? Go down there, take the N train. It's going to go to Dittmer's Boulevard. Take that direction. Get off at 42nd Street. Come get to the street and ask. They're yep. like, great. 
and I gave directions to somebody in New York City as if I knew things about New York City. It was, it was, uh, I felt very, very happy about myself at that moment. My favorite moment of that was actually we were in Paris and somebody stopped us for directions Uh. and it took them about 45 seconds to realize that we were idiots and Americans and they were mortified. Uh. Uh, That, that, that was the fun part. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Anyway, um, other things that happened in New York is I actually got to attend a taping of uh, the the Tonight Show with Jimmy nice. Fallon. Excellent. Got to see the Roots. Sweet. In person. Sweet. I've got it was roots like because my home was never on the ground. Yeah. Back up. Back up. Back up. Mm. Yeah. You like digging holes and <laughs> hiding things inside them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that was cool. The show was just watching the show from like a production standpoint was very interesting because like they've got it dialed in. Mm -hmm. Um, The only downside to being in the room is that because they don't want the sound system that is playing audio for the audience to like reverberate around the room, the audio is actually very quiet Hmm. in the, like in the studio. So like when he's talking, if you clap or laugh, which is what they want you to do, uh, you can't hear what anybody's saying, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. But if you watch the uh, the episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, that has Rita Marino and Maya Rudolph in it, sweet, you can f- there. There's a shot of us in the uh, in the audience. Awesome. So there you go. Awesome, awesome. Last time I was in New York, which was long before you know, like in the before times, uh, we saw a taping of The Daily Show. Was this John Stewart era? Yes. And um, it nothing particular had happened in the news. It was kind of a boring episode, mm-hmm. um, but it was fun to be there and, and to see the process of it was was fascinating, mm-hmm. right? It's you, like you say the, the the production process fully dialed in. I mean, you know, down to the second. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But the other thing that was interesting is like watching musicians just be musicians, like. Huh. What they do is unique in the sense that it's their gig, mm-hmm. but it's still a gig. Yeah. And so like they came in on, on Tuesday and they did their parts and stuff, but Kurt Douglas came out and he had an issue with uh, the, his cable wasn't working and he had to have it swapped out during the, uh, like during the, the bumper music before they start, they start the actual taping. It just, that stuff is happening yeah. and it's, you know, the, the mundaneness of it is is also very surprising mm. because you know f- we think about this as like oh this is a big deal for like these guys it's literally tuesday yeah, right. and you know Questlove says the the episode number at the beginning of every episode it was like 1500 and something yeah. so he's done that 1500 times yeah. yeah and so yeah for for them they're just like okay another day on to the next one yeah, yeah. it's pretty wild so, uh, other than that, man, um, did you, uh, have you done any, uh, any shows, any gigs? Uh, I, I think you had some, um, you had the trivia trivia. Yeah. I got the yeah. standard Wednesday drumbeat of the trivia. Um, yep. this coming week, I, we've moved it to Friday because Friday is the, um, the last day of finals for UNC mm-hmm. Greensboro. So, um, okay. we're, we're, we're the trivia theme is 2000s to now, and it seemed like a good fit for, college kids ready to blow off some steam on Friday. And so the place is marketing a little heavier, a little different. They, they have a new staff person who's in charge of events and marketing and stuff. And she's trying some yeah. stuff out. So cool. we shift it up from Wednesday to Friday. We'll see how that, go- how that goes. And then Saturday, uh, Taylor and I have a duo gig, um, in the same place. Uh, again, great relationship. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, uh, you, you know, 
provide as much value as we can and get used yep. as much as we can there. Um, that'll include probably two thirds of the show will be holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Taylor's had a head cold um, per her doctor and her test. It's not COVID and she's on enough yeah. antibiotics. She's not contagious anymore, but they got her on prednisone and like trying to get her voice back. She's, she's, um, this is respiratory stuff now. So she's yeah. having a hard time breathing deep and cough, coughing. She Ew. came to rehearsal yeah. on Sunday last week and it was, um, she made it through, but it was, it was tough. And I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to gig like that. And I, and I just said, look, on Monday, she went back to the doctor and got another round of antibiotics and prednisone, you know, steroid. And um, I said, look, four days of prednisone is going to make a big difference. Just let's just, oh, yeah. let's just come and just see how you do and we'll make it through. And she's game for that. So we'll try it. The, the event that has hired us is a, um, a professional women's group. It's called Girls mm-hmm. Gather here in Greensboro. Okay. And uh, so um, the fact that we were a half female duo was part, duo, part yeah. of what booked us for, uh, for right. it. And, and uh, so it'd be a shame for her not to show up. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bummer. Um, have you ever done like a, a, a gig where you had like a prednisone shot or like one of those like cortisone moments where like you, you had to go to a doc in the box and they just like shot you in the butt and then you went and sang? I know I've certainly played sick my share of times. Yeah. But I've never done that. So I, I guess <laughs> when I was, when I was in Nashville, those kinds of things were a bit looser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've tried this in other cities. It does not always fly in Atlanta. <laughs> But I've definitely had a couple of things where it's like, I've got to sing tonight. And they give you, uh, you know, a shot of cortisone or something. And uh, man, you sure can sing your ass off that night. The morning's great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that, that's the problem is that it, it works really well. Yeah. But that's why, like, all of these guys from the 80s were getting those, like, and they're getting them every single night, before, like, on right. tour. And now they can't sing at all because right. of all the scar tissue. Right. Right. Good yeah, times. They brutalize themselves at night when they couldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, good stuff, man. Um, our next thing is next Friday. We're doing a holiday party, and client just actually reached out uh, today. And we were kind of just hammering out details. Everything it looks like it's going to be fun. I was like, "Do you want us to wear like Christmas stuff?" Like, no, it is a straight up eighties party. And I was mm. like, "Okay, cool. easy enough." There you go. We uh, we know how to do that. <laughs> That's right. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm prepping with our, uh, female vocal sub tomorrow. And then we have rehearsal next Wednesday shows on Friday. And then we're pretty much done for the year. That's, that's all we're doing. And we've, uh, we, we've got a date, uh, a public date that is going to be announced in, uh, middle of January. And then we're just kind of off to the races with, uh, private stuff moving forward into 2022. Nice. Nice. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, a particular thing that happened uh, actually over the past couple of days um, that seems like just a good lesson, a good thing to kind of discuss uh, as band leaders and as people who um, are trying to make decisions and kind of guide uh, the way that a band or brand or business is going. And it seemed like a teachable moment uh, to discuss. Cool. So that is what we are going to talk about this week. Sure. And it's basically, um, gut checking when the gig sounds too good to be true Hmm. or that it doesn't quite sound right. There's a story here. So here we go on, I think Tuesday I got an inquiry on, uh, members only's, uh, submission form, 
for a person who is looking for a band for this Saturday. So we're talking like five days notice. Yeah. Uh, I immediately emailed them back and say, you know, ask the general questions like, what's your budget? You know, where is the information? What? Nothing. The next morning, under the ATL party bands uh, submission form, same contact, same KG details. I send another email, getting a response. So at, at noon around, you know, around lunchtime, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call this person. I call them. They don't answer. They call me back roughly. I mean, pretty, pretty quickly. And they, uh, they are looking for a band. They want a four, they want four hours of music. That's three hours of band. And then an hour of karaoke at the end of it. Um, I quoted them above our normal pay rate and they did not They didn't react. And then they, they didn't, you didn't hear back from them. No, as in like, I gave them a number and they just kind of like, it was, they were like, okay. And they were just on to the next okay. detail. Huh. Um, but then they divulged a certain piece of information that, you know, I feel like already there's a, a few, a fair amount of red flags. Yes. Would, wouldn't you agree? Yes. So the last thing that popped up was that they said, there's another band that I've already contacted for this event, but I'm not sure they're any good. Huh. And then I just, that immediately was like, because eh, I don't know where they got that idea from, and I don't know what exactly they meant by it. And are you like now the plan B or, so is right. your gig real or? Yeah. It's not even, is is your gig real? It's, are you about to like take, is this client about to pull the rug out from under another group yeah. that has already committed to the event Yeah, and they're doing so like four days before yeah. the event itself. And more of a curiosity, I was like, do you mind divulging the name of the band? And you know, she, they did, sorry, they did. And, um, <laughs> They're like, are you familiar with them? And I was like, I'm not, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, there's in our market, there's a lot of bands. So, yeah. you know, there's nothing to be said about it. Um, but I did look them up and they uh, they were like a four or five piece uh, group that kind of specializes in Motown and soul stuff. But like they were like the bashes best of from like 2015 to like now. Huh. And I'm just like, something just doesn't add up yeah so i knew that you were doing some stuff and you know you've got some administrative work related things going on in your world so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna let dan sit this one out but i reached out to a couple of other uh guys in the trusted circle and i was like hey this is that this is happening what are your thoughts and they're like dude just I don't think so. So seems sketchy. Some something's it, you're not being told the whole story. I think you're not being told. Oh, one hundred percent not yeah. being told the whole story. And it could it could have been something completely above board, and maybe maybe the, maybe the other band uh, gave them uh, some indication that they weren't going to be prepared or that they weren't you know they were being kind of sketchy, but like she made a bunch of very specific demands that are 
band centric in a way that is very much like insider information. Like what? She's like, I only want your main lineup. I don't want the band to be thrown together. I like there were just things that seemed very. She knows too much. Specific. Yeah. And so if nothing else, I'm looking at this going, this client has a, a abnormally high level of scrutiny over what is like happening. She caught the other band in something she didn't like. Right. You know. So, you know, Which we all know it, probably is fine. Yeah. And, and it's just those all kinds of things can happen. But like, you know, she when I was like, I need to make some phone calls to see if we if I can get a lineup. And she's like, well, I don't want this thing thrown together with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of random people. And I was like, well, you know, we don't do that. We have if if we have to swap members out, you know, it's part of a very small network of people who have worked with us before. But the first thing I did was I called our drummer because he's, you know, my number one. Yeah. And he's like, I'm in Mississippi. I was like, thank God. <laughs> so you put it at your feet. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, literally, I was just like, I was like, I will make some, I will make some phone calls and I will let you know. And like, you know, 20 minutes later, I was like, I spoke with our guys and we can't do this. Yeah. And, you know, best of luck. I just, I couldn't, there was just too much going on. Yeah. And it, it, it felt, it felt like pursuing it further if nothing else, this client was going to be difficult and demanding at best. Yeah. And at worst, I'm I was doing some sort of karmic damage to my my band and their reputation, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody else has ever been in that situation, but like it was very, very strange to be like th this has never happened before and it's interesting because i i did talk to some other people in my in my circle who felt ex the exact opposite huh. of how i felt they're like they were kind of coming at it from the client's side like you know maybe they came in over budget or maybe the, like there were a number of things where like th they're just trying to patch something up because something went awry on the entertainment side which very well could be but could again be. But, but the question she's asking, like, let me make sure that it's not a, that it's your regular lineup. Well, we know that stuff happens and bands that have assembled lineups, they know how to do that. And they can put on a great show with a, uh, with a pickup group. That's, it's not, yeah. um, that's not unusual at all. So for, yeah. for a, for a host of an event to have that be. I don't know, part of the condition she's laying down for the replacement band. I don't know. It's it's like she's gotten concerned about something that she didn't need to know even, let alone be concerned about. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, like that, there is verbiage in our contract that states that we can do that. Mm. Like it's, it's, it is, it is baked into our, into our contract because like you said, these things can happen yeah. and, you know, we either some people out or we don't do events mm -hmm. sometimes. So it was just very interesting. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things where like, I don't even, I, I do this and I don't think I would ask that of a band, especially a band that is supposed to be filling in right. with less than four days notice. Right. right. Yeah. Where do you think those people are coming from? It's a sub. Yeah. The subreddit is called choosing beggars. <laughs> there you go. Have you ever been on there? But it's uh, yeah. it's literally just yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, what a what a weird interaction that was, mm. and it's it, it felt interesting to turn down more money than we would normally make. But sometimes you have to weigh your potential monetary gain against the amount of effort is that is it is going to require to make that event happen. Well, and the risk of working someone you know someone who's already concerned about something that isn't a problem Mm -hmm. what else are they going to get concerned about exactly so so it it was just a whole heap of something yeah yeah and in the grand scheme of things it was uh it was the right it was right to pass on and um you know lord help whoever (laughs) ended up taking about because i mean i I guarantee you um somebody would be willing to take take that offer sure for for exposure probably yeah i mean i I don't know it was a cool venue and it could have been a cool event but the other things just didn't seem like it was worth it no so that is my story on how i turned down you know (laughs) thousands of dollars for the sake of my you know vanity aura of all things there you go Hopefully that is a lesson for all of you out there in uh, cover band land. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know what? Screw it. Just be pirates. You know? Just pick up every gig. Why not? Who cares what? Listen. Yeah. They wanted a band, but you show up with an acoustic guitar. Who cares? Play it. I mean, be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Fortune favors the bold. Break all the rules. Or most even the ones yeah even the even the like the the ones that make sense yeah listen the, who wrote those rules anyway right i'm asking you i mean the people who wrote the rules were the people who had like somebody do something completely insane and had to be specific that's right. that's, that's who wrote they, the, the rules people who learned wrote the rules i haven't learned i've learned nothing I, i've learned nothing i follow no rules <laughs> that's how that works that's it. That's my that's my uh that's my wisdom yeah. for this week. Yeah. On a whole other subject. Please. We're coming up into the first gig of my new organization. Yeah. New Year's Eve, seven to nine. T so, minus, like yeah, we're three com- weeks. Yeah, coming up. And um I will tell you the traction we're starting to get in the practice room is solid. The the cohesion that's starting to show up, solid. And mm-hmm. um Taylor, you know, my co-front person, who's also my acoustic duo partner, um, she had been out of town or something for a couple of rehearsals, and it was just bass drums and me for for a few rehearsals. And um, right. and I told her, when you come back, man, <laughs> you're going to be in the presence of a band. Some, something's happened. Uh, and it really has. We can play through, you know, built a two-hour set for this show, and we can get basically all the way through it. And there's really nothing super train wrecky happening. And, um, yeah, it's great. And, and, um, have I talked about doing Began Maniskin? We talked about that. Yes. Yeah. You have. That was a, that was a stretch song. I mean, I knew, I knew that the stops in that, which are very irregular and the, all of the sort of shape of that song, which is not, you know, patterny at all. You gotta just gotta remember it beat by beat. Um, yeah. I knew that would that song would put us in a new place, and it fully has. I mean, we we have that song, we have that song one hundred percent. We're ready to go on that one, and and what it took to get there 
got us, everybody wants to rule the world, got us um, just a bunch of others that are structurally tough and um, take big ears. Mm-hmm. Some, something's happened. It, just in the last couple of weeks, we flopped over into like, we hear each other. Yeah. And, and it's great. It's really great. That's great, man. Yeah. The um, having those uh, those breakthroughs is is always awesome. Yeah. I mean, in in I I'm a I'm a little envious because it's been a while since I did it. Like sitting through the warped rehearsals was like the last time we had. There's like this is there's a band in this room. Yeah. yeah. And that always feels good. And especially and then you get that up on stage and like yeah no that's that's magic. Yeah, man. That's I'm very excited stuff. about it. You know, it's like Mike and I talked about last week. That new project energy is like bubbling i posted on the on the the patreon slack um my new mm-hmm. uh retractable banners that um yep they're a first cut i don't know they, they were cheap because i had a coupon um mm-hmm. i don't love them but they'll get us through the first show um i gotta get some stickers happening too because stickers are important have we ever, yes. have we ever done an episode about stickers not specifically just stickers we gotta i got a whole i got a whole strategy around stickers i know we talked about like rolls of stickers versus like die cut stickers and that's part of my strategy is all kinds of all kinds of things you also have to have a cute girl walking around putting stickers on people it is important to have uh, a good distribution system Mm -hmm. with the stickers crucial cute girl makes all the difference yep good times well uh I think that's it. I think so too. I think we covered all the groundses. I feel good about it. So let's get down to, let's do some, let's do some uh, housekeeping. Okay. Because you guys have been giving us, uh, we've been giving you a lot of good information. Now I need, we need some good information back your way. Indeed. Back our. To us. Us word. Make a note. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, listen. We've been giving you a bunch of good information, questionably. Now we need you to give some good information back to us. We are looking to do next week the official worst Christmas song of all time bracket. So I need you to hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, in our DMs. At our email address, coverbeingconfidential at gmail.com, on TikTok, wherever you can find us. We want to hear your pick for the worst Christmas song of all time. We know know it's Christmas Shoes. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a candidate, but... I think Christmas Shoes is the the one to beat. I think they're the number one seed. I think they they are definitely... Um, Listen, maybe we should exempt Christmas shoes. Maybe we could just say like Christmas shoes is the 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 saint. Or do we call it the Christmas shoes worst Christmas song of all I time? I think we do. I think we do. <laughs> I think we, in honor of Christmas shoes, we call it the Christmas shoes worst Christmas song of all time. Commemorative, yeah, commemorative. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that because yeah, it, it's almost like not fair, and that makes Christmas shoes exempt. Right. And another thing I want to specify is that it doesn't just have to be a particular song. It can be a particular version of a particular song. 100%. So Santa Baby isn't necessarily a bad song, but Madonna's version of it sure is worse than the others. If you can find me a cover of Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time that's worse than Paul McCartney's, 
I'm in. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I've heard some ones that are better. I believe that it's possible. I believe it's entirely possible. I'd like to hear when this worse. Yeah, absolutely. So please give us your, give us your worst, your tired, your weary, <laughs> your horrendous You're Christmas wrong. songs. You shouldn't be. Yeah. So hit, hit us up this week with those and um, we will have some fun with that. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on that show, but we're going to need at minimum uh, a third party to uh, break any ties. Yeah, so we got some guest feelers out, right? Yeah. yeah. No one concrete just yet, but it should be fun either way. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we have just had a, a hell of a year. Um, had some really fun stats uh, from Spotify. And, you know, Spotify doesn't account for a large percentage of our listenership, but there was some cool information. The one that I was uh, really inspired by was that 30 people on our Spotify subscription list listened to us more than any other podcast. Cool. I don't know who you are. If you got that information uh, in your 2021 wrap on spotify i'd love to hear from you mm -hmm. uh otherwise yeah it's just it's very cool we appreciate uh everybody checking us out and uh all the new folks who have hopped on since uh some of the tiktok stuff has blown up uh welcome <laughs> for the first time and uh you know uh i, I i'm doing the video uh, that's dropping tomorrow is kind of in response to some of <laughs> the controversy i may have wandered into uh over on on the tiktoks you are so, a, a firebrand for uh such things i was just willing to say some stuff that isn't necessarily in our wheelhouse man what is going on that's my got a cat. cat situation yeah it's my, fully my cat she's like really not having it no, whatever's going on no. anyway um my problem is that i've got a music business degree and uh i'm not afraid to use it and so <laughs> i made some pretty pretty bold statements and Got Herman Lee from Dragon Force involved. Sweet. And now him and Edwin McCain are having a conversation in my comment section Sweet. about bus storage. Because that's that's what life is like, right? That's relatable for somebody playing a bar, bar cover band. 100%. Yeah. Everybody knows what that feels like. I don't know how you really could. Important, the important thing you got to, you know. For sure. Debate the high points of. Yes. But yeah, I'm about to cross 5,000 followers on that flipping platform. That's ridiculous. So anyway, uh, if you want to uh, see what that's all about, definitely hop on the TikToks. There's, there's a lot going on. Otherwise, uh, we'll just continue doing what we're doing over here. It's, it's, I mean, this is, the, this is the big show as far as we're concerned. The rest of it's just appetizers for, uh, for the big meal that we do every week for you guys. So thanks for tuning business. in week after week we appreciate it so much yep. and if you want to uh show us any support back you can do any of the stuff that our friend adam is going to mention right now that being said we will go ahead and call it for this week from Atlanta, georgia i'm adam johnson from greensboro north carolina i'm dan Wright. you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of december 10th 2021 have an awesome week yep and that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. 
On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm.